0: and welcome back for another episode of the Wellpreneur Online Podcast. This is episode 13, and this week we're talking all about how to get PR for your business. I'm talking with Christina Daves this week. Christina's from PR for Anyone. And you might remember back in episode four that when we talked to Jennifer Fugo, the health coach that actually got onto the Dr. Oz show by doing her own PR, which is fabulous, Jennifer told us that she learned about PR from Christina. So I knew I had to get Christina on the show so we could really dig into PR strategies That work for small business owners. When we don't have the budget to hire a PR company, when we really need to be doing our own PR to help us get our businesses out into the world. So that's what we're going to talk about today with Christina. But just before we jump into the interview, I just wanted to remind you that my program, First 100 Fans, is going to be opening in mid-April. This is to build your email list. So if you feel like nobody's listening online, that you don't have an audience, that you just, the only people listening to you are your friends and family, and you really need to expand beyond on that and grow your email list, this is the program you'll want to be a part of. It's the only time I'm running first 100 fans live this year. After that, I'm going to change it into an evergreen program so that you can take it whenever you want. But the benefit of going through it live with me is that we can interact and ask questions and I'll give you feedback and it's just a lot of fun. So if you're interested in hearing when that launches, you'll want to go to wellprinteronline.com find your fans and sign up to be notified for when the program launches. Okay, so let's just not wait any longer and let's dig into this interview with Christina where we can learn more about how to get PR and media coverage for our businesses. Hi, Christina. Hi, Amanda. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thanks for joining us. I've got so many questions for you. I've been really looking forward to this interview because I know a lot of us out in the health and wellness space have questions about PR, and I think you're the lady that can answer them, so I'm happy you're I here.
1: certainly hope so. I'd like to
0: start off, if you could just tell us how you got involved in, in PR and becoming a PR expert and training people on PR, because the impression I have from your story is this isn't how you intended, this isn't how you started out, right, intending to do this.
1: No, and I tell the story all the time. I went to college for political science and German. I didn't even take a communications class, but I invented a product. I create fashion accessories for medical boots. So it had never existed before. And I needed to figure out how to get publicity you know, how people would need to know that they need this product. But I didn't have any money left to hire a publicist. So I thought, all right, I've got to figure this thing out. And um, I just researched and did webinars and read everything I could. And I started figuring out formulas that really worked to get publicity. And in less than a year, I appeared in over 50 media outlets, including national and local television, national publications, local publications, top ranking blogs radio. So I just kind of figured out what worked. And then everybody kept asking me for help. You know, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? So I launched a whole business revolving around teaching small business owners just like me how to do what I did and how to get publicity. Oh,
0: that's brilliant. Because I think PR is really intimidating. To a lot of small business owners, like so a lot of the people listening to this podcast work in the health and wellness area. And it's a lot of solopreneurs that are they just have themselves, really. And so your time's really limited and it can be really intimidating to even try to contact the media.
1: And it really shouldn't be. And I really I teach this and I try to I really try to help small business owners with this. If you think about it, the media needs you as much, if not more than you need them because they have to fill their newspapers, their magazines, their television shows constantly with new material. And if you can provide them with something that's newsworthy, that's, you know, think outside of the box, have a unique hook, find a way that makes you different and makes you stand out. They want you, they want you to send them information. Mm -hmm. I've even talked to reporters and producers and I, I said, you know, what is it stalking? If I send you something once a month, and they said, as long as it's something different, send away. You know, it might not fit now. It might fit later. They might call you. I just was covered for my medical boots on something that I sent her a year ago. And she said, now it fit on a story she was doing.
0: Oh, right. Now, is that like a press release that you sent or do you just send a, like a pitch for a story or?
1: I sent a story out last winter to all the ski resort magazines that said, what do skiers fear most and it's not an avalanche? And then the answer was, you know, ending up in the lodge in a medical boot and not being fashionable for the rest of your vacation. But she literally took that entire title and put it in her article. And it was all about Olympic skiers. It's a great article. But yeah, as long as you send new newsworthy information, the media wants to see that. So don't be intimidated. Don't be afraid. There's a hot story and you're an expert. Pick up the phone, call your local news station. Say, hey, you know, this story is going on. I can answer questions about this, to, you know, if you need somebody. So
0: I think what you're what I'm getting from that is it's not just about, oh, look what I'm doing. I'm so great, like announcing what you're doing. It's Tying it into what's actually going on and what they might be writing about already?
1: Exactly. It's very hard to get a business or a product specifically to get coverage. But if you're something unique and you can use your whatever your health and wellness, I know like gluten-free right now is mm. is huge, huge trend. Mm-hmm. If you're an expert in that field, see what's being written, see what's what's going on out there and see what you can add that hasn't been talked about. So where do you even get
0: started? Like I've got my health and wellness business, I'm a health coach. I specialize in like weight loss, for example. Okay. And so, like new moms after they've had their baby, losing weight.
1: How do I even get started? You know, okay, so so yeah. right there, you're, you have an, a niche. So you're that's what you're going towards is new moms. So I would go after magazines like Parenting Magazine. I'm sure I, isn't there a magazine like maybe like Baby Fit something, mm-hmm. you know, it, a fitness magazine? And what you want to do is you want to look at their editorial calendars. So, you can Google the name of the magazine that you think would be a fit, and then you do editorial calendar. It's in their media kit. And that's actually designed for advertisers to see what they're going to be writing about that month. But what that does for you is it tells you what they're going to be writing about that month. And if there's a fit for something that you do in your expertise, you can pitch the magazine. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And so then at that point, then you just kind of figure out how to
0: tie in your subject to what they're writing about. And then you just write a pitch, and email and send it in?
1: Yeah, you find the right person, you find the right editor. And we have a lot of resources on our website PR for anyone that teaches you how to do that. And there's a lot of interviews with experts in the industry that are free that will teach you how to do those kinds of things. But yeah, you find the right person and you send your idea in. So
0: what's been your experience with the results that people get? Because I know, you know, I've heard entrepreneurs that have gotten media coverage, like you'll get on television and you think, oh, this is it. My business is set forever. It's like such a big deal. And it is a big deal. It's huge to get media coverage. But is it something that you do at once and then that's going to change your business? Or is it something that you have to do, get multiple hits no, you have to it, do over time?
1: And depending on what it is, you know, when I was on national television, of course, I sold thousands and thousands of dollars that day, that weekend, local television. And because I'm a unique product as well. I don't know that it's necessarily huge for sales at that minute, but what that does is it gives you credibility with your customers. And it it sounds terrible to say, but if somebody's looking at two coaches, two you know, health mm-hmm. fitness coaches and one is on television a lot or in newspapers a lot or they're, your, you know, the local expert who's always on your local NBC station talking about that, they're probably going to hire that person over you. Mm-hmm.
0: We should publicize it on our websites when we do get media coverage, Public I guess. Gosh.
1: Publicize yeah. it and send it out to all your social media and then send it out again and again and again.
0: What do you find that are the common mistakes that small business owners are making with PR?
1: The first thing is if when you're sending in your press release or your story idea, it's too wordy. And I have heard this from producers, from news anchors, from reporters all across the board. They all say that if they get an email that's just a gazillion words, they're going to hit delete. They're not even going to read it. You want to make it short, quick, easily scannable, easily readable, and then let them get back to you.
0: What other kind of mistakes do you see small business owners making?
1: talking about them, is you, you want to let the media know how it's going to benefit them and their audience. Really think of it as it has nothing to do with you. You're going to bear the benefit of it at the end. But what you need to do for the media person or the journalist is show them how it's going to help and benefit their audience.
0: Right. You know, that's such a good point, because that's the same as when you're blogging or just creating content for your website, because a lot of times if you've got a website or you've got a blog, your inclination is to create content that you're interested in. But actually, it's all about your audience. Exactly. And it's the same thing, I guess, when you're pitching press is that it's not about you and this great product you came up with. It's how it's going to help people and the results you can deliver to them.
1: Exactly. And in the long run, you will benefit from it, but the journalist doesn't really care about Mm -hmm. your product or your business. They care about what how it can help them or their audience.
0: So I really wanted to talk with you about Harrow, Help a Reporter Out, because that's been brought up by a couple other guests on the podcast as well. And I know it's a resource that I've used also to get publicity coverage for anybody that doesn't know. It's a free service you can sign up for. And a couple times a day, they'll send you emails with immediate queries from journalists about experts that they're looking for. But it's getting quite competitive these days as more people get on it, I'm finding. So sometimes it might be harder to get a response. So I was wondering if you could share some tips about how really to maximize things like Harrow and how to reply in a way that will get yeah. you coverage.
1: First and foremost, and you're right, they do some journalists might get 200 responses. My number one tip for Harrow is is you've got to respond right away. And I'm East Coast, but it's 6 a.m. I believe it's 1 p.m. and then 6 p.m. And unless it's something that's dead on for your business, if you can't respond timely, don't spend your time on it.
0: You mean like within an hour?
1: Yeah, I would do it pretty quickly. Okay. because odds are if the first one or two come in and it's a perfect fit, they're not even going to read the rest of them. Mm. And the other thing is, like I mentioned before, you really want to be short and sweet. And it's funny, I found this out accidentally. This perfect query came in and I I think I had to pick my daughter up from school. And I thought, oh, gosh, so I quickly typed literally two sentences. And by the time I got back from the bus stop or school, that journalist had already responded back to me. Wow. So thought, oh, maybe I'm onto something here. So I started doing that. My HARO responses are two sentences, maybe three. That's it. And I get covered all the time through Harrow. All right.
0: Well, I guess that makes it really easy for them because you're just putting it out there what you do and then they can take the next step.
1: Yeah. And then let them send you the questions and then be really thorough and really, you know, give them everything they want. Knock their socks off with, with the interview. But that initial short and sweet.
0: That's a great tip because anyway, if you're going to have to respond immediately, it's nice not to have to write, you know, a huge, well-thought-out document, just kind of pop something back to them.
1: Yeah, this is who I am and this is, you know, here's an answer to your question. I can provide more information. Here's my expertise. Done. So what about press releases?
0: Are those important for small business owners or are there other types of PR tactics that are more effective?
1: I think the press release in its traditional form is really only effective if you have something really big to say, you know, you're launching your business, you wrote a book, you know, you've got a celebrity endorsement, something like that, because it's expensive to send a press release. They do have free services. And I recommend that to people for SEO. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've done shows or if not, I would definitely recommend doing one on SEO Mm -hmm. because it is so important. But that if you have newsworthy information to share, that's not necessarily national. I would do the free press releases basically just to build your organic growth and your, you know, organic rankings.
0: Right. But not send not actually pay to send it to one of those distribution.
1: Not unless you've got something. I did one when I launched Cosmetic Designs. That was my company. And I Mm -hmm. did get really good coverage on that. I did one when I won the inventors competition on the Steve Harvey show, because that was really big news. I got a lot of coverage on that. And I'm doing one tomorrow for the launch of my new business and book. So in two years, I've done three paid press releases.
0: Right. And all the rest of the media coverage then just comes from responding to their queries and doing pitches. Yep, exactly. Do we need something like a press kit or a media kit or something on our website? Is that a priority?
1: I definitely recommend that. At least have, like we talked about the press page. When you get enough, like I actually have a media site now that I can send people. That's just my name, but it shows all the television appearances. But you definitely want something that people can go and download if they need to download pictures. Or usually they'll email you anyway and just say, hey, I need a high res picture for this story. And that's a tip, too. If you're sending pictures to journalists, mm-hmm. always send it in a low res form. You don't want to clog up their inbox. Well,
0: and I know a lot of email providers for companies will actually strip attachments or flag things as spam if they're an unknown sender with an attachment. So, so probably not a good idea to send really large attachments anyway.
1: Right. Wait until they ask you for it and then you can you know, send it or put it in a Dropbox. OK, so what kind of things do you put in a press kit? So when I mail for cosmetic, when I mail a whole press kit in, you can put your press release that you're talking about. Depending on the if you have a product, if it's not too expensive, you can put a sample. I ended up doing photographs in mine. You can do what's called a one sheet which kind of summarizes your business and gives some topic ideas for stories. Like I I talk about my business. It has my picture. It has media outlets I've been in. And then I think I have five or 10 story ideas. In my case, I've had celebrities wear my product, So I have a marketing flyer on that, seen in, as seen on. So I show again, the media that it's been covered in. And then, you know, a picture of Diana Ross, a picture of Jordan Weber, you know, the people who've worn it. And that, I mean, that's, you don't want too much in there because you want them and testimonials. If you have a sheet of testimony, always do that. See, now know, that's something really good, because I think for a lot of people that are in health and wellness that are providing services,
0: which I know is a lot of the audience here, we might not have a product that could go on a celebrity. Although if you have a celebrity client, oh, my gosh, that would be amazing right. to maximize if you could yeah. get a testimonial. Right. But I know people do get testimonials. That would be good. To maximize, you know, to be able to highlight those to the media, too, in addition to your website.
1: So for a service based industry, you definitely want to have a one sheet and you want to put five or 10 different story ideas. You know, what can you offer the media that's different? That makes you stand out from the other 500, you know, health and wellness coaches, for example, that might be sending something in. Like you talked about, you work mainly with new mothers. I think that's a a great niche and something you should really focus on.
0: Mm -hmm. And so, like, what would you do? So for story ideas, you could say, like, holiday foods to help you lose the baby weight or... You know things like that. Is that I'm just kind of it's making this those up, but
1: <laughs> start of the new year. You know, if you had a baby last year, something like that. You know, this is a great time to start. I'm not good at like thinking right on. I know point. it's hard. Right, actually, that's not my target market. I just made that up, so I don't have that many ideas about it either. But but what I tell people to do is, you know, look at a calendar. Look at a, what's called the non-traditional calendar that has all kinds of crazy holidays. I got covered on my local television because I pitched National Healthy Foot Month. Oh, right. And she did the whole story. She goes, Did you know it's National Healthy Foot Month? I didn't either. But no matter the weather, if you're in a medical boot, then she went into the whole story. It was fabulous. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So look for all those little obscure holidays. Yeah. Like, and see, just see how, if there's a way you can get creative and spin your company to something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, how much time should small business owners be spending on PR? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I now spend probably 15 minutes a day. I think Harrow is huge. Just scroll through the Harrow three times a day. And create boilerplates. Don't retype that email every single time. Have one that you can just kind of cut and paste. That is such a good tip in general in terms of like working with
0: clients. Any and any email that you send a lot, you should just have a copy of it so that you can just cut and paste and not exactly. have to rewrite it. Yeah.
1: And then you can just personalize it to that person or, or that yeah. outfit. You know, some days are gonna be longer. Maybe pick one day a month where you're really gonna focus on the magazines you know you want to pitch or newspapers. But I think once you get a system them down 15 to 30 minutes tops a day. Well, that sounds doable, actually,
0: especially with the amount of time that people spend, well, on social media, right? I mean, we spend, we waste enormous amounts of time on social media that goes way beyond what we need to do to market our business. And it seems like spending a few minutes on PR is actually a much better investment because the distribution of that is going to be massive. It'll reach so many more people. Right. Exactly. I'm curious, as an entrepreneur, how do you decide how to prioritize? This is a bit kind of an off the cuff question, but (laughs) since I know that you do lots of different things, you've got these different businesses going. How do you decide what's the most important thing to work on? How do you prioritize PR and, and all the other things you have to do?
1: It's a day-to-day thing. Like I said, tomorrow is a really big day because my press release is going out for my new business and the book. So today I've done a lot of, you know, I'm sending my book out for review, you know, all the big newspapers, and which means tomorrow I'll probably focus a lot more on casmetic and, you know, going back to all my customers, Happy New Year, that kind of thing. It really just depends on what's pressing at that minute.
0: Because I know it can, it can always be a struggle to say, well, should I be dealing with existing clients? Should I be developing new stuff? Should I be out there marketing and pushing? or should I be creating something or it can be hard to find, to find the right balance.
1: One of my goals this year is exactly that is, is to really try to plan out my day a little bit better that I actually just went to a seminar and and she had a whole calendar where, you know, the first hour is marketing to your existing customers. And the next hour is sales looking for for new customers. And then, you know, X amount of time for PR and X amount of time for marketing and X amount of time on the phone. And that's my goal. We'll see how it works.
0: (laughs) A work in progress.
1: Yeah.
0: One of the, the entrepreneurs out there listening just wants to get started with PR. What is the first thing that you'd recommend that they do? Something, you know, that doesn't take too much time that, that people can get started with.
1: Sign up for Harrow. I mean, I got on national television twice through Harrow. I won twenty thousand dollars on a national television show because of Harrow. That's why I tell people if you think it doesn't work, it works. So if if you do nothing else, I would do that and then I would pick. Five media outlets that you really want to be on, and I'm not saying you know the Today Show, Good Morning America. I mean, be realistic. Think in your local market is a great place to start. Mm -hmm. If you haven't been covered by your local newspaper, that's that's the very first thing. That's the easy one. They're always looking for stuff, and if you're a local business, there's no reason they wouldn't write about you.
0: Mm -hmm. That's a great suggestion, actually.
1: So in that case, would you just
0: you do the same thing? You think about what's the angle, like what's the story angle they could use, and then just write to the editor. Or write yeah, to a reporter.
1: Right. I mean, it's so easy, especially at the local level, to email, to find their email address, and then just pick up the phone in a couple of days and follow up with them. Yeah. That's a great tip. Obvious, right?
0: That we should start there, but so many people don't do it.
1: Yeah. And it's easy. I know people are intimidated and they're nervous. And if I can just try to, you know, tell everybody they really need you as much, if not more than you need them. Now,
0: when you're Teaching people about PR, do you run up against that people have resistance about, oh, well, maybe I'm not expert enough or, you know, yep. maybe I'm not ready to be in the media yet?
1: I will tell you a story, and it's a mutual acquaintance that we have, Jen Fugo, of mm-hmm. gluten-free school. And Harrow Query came in, and they were looking for a certified nutritionist specifically with regards to gluten-free. So I sent it to her, and it was for Livestrong blog. Mm-hmm. She said, but Christina, I'm not certified. And I said, Jen, you are the expert. Look at your website. Look at what you do. You might not have that master's degree yet, Mm -hmm. but you truly are the expert. So I convinced her and she responded to that query. And she was written up in the Livestrong blog, which is huge because Mm -hmm. they're such a high ranking blog. And she also got a 10 part cooking series on Livestrong from that Harrow query.
0: So you just have to go for it.
1: If you started this business, you are an expert. And I ha- do a whole list when I teach my workshop about all the things that I am consider myself an expert in. And it all started from Peter Shankman, who founded Harrow, because his the tagline for them is "Everyone's an expert." I was that everyone's an expert at something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you're right." I always joke. I said, "I'm an expert in parenting. I have two teenagers, and we all get along." <laughs> But, you know, I, I invented a product. I manufactured a product. I sell wholesale. I sell retail. I mean, I, it just goes on and on and on. But if you really think about it, if you've started a business, you, you are an expert in that field.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think we just need to get over, you know, waiting for somebody to give us permission to do it and just saying, you know what? I am an expert. I yeah. do know what I'm talking about, not in everything in the world, but in this area and, and put yourself sure. out there.
1: And if you have clients and you have testimonials, that should give you all the validity you need.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome. So and just to wrap things up, I'm curious about how social media plays into your PR strategy. I've heard some people keep
1: relationships with journalists on Twitter and, and try to connect with them that way. Is that something you've done? I think Twitter is the best way. I have a Today Show producer. 'Cause that that's my dream. I wanna be on the Today Show. I was scheduled and got bumped and I'm trying to get back on. But I mean he only follows three hundred people and I'm one of them. But absolutely follow the journalists on Twitter, like, comment, share their work. They will get to know you. They will get they will start to recognize you.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that it sounds like, you know, as you approach any relationship on social media, you can't just keep sending them what you're doing. You really need to develop a relationship and, and
1: Exactly. F- yeah. Yep. And that's Make why I said slow. they love if you know, especially a writer, if you share their work with your audience, mm-hmm. they definitely take notice.
0: Awesome. Good tip. I'm gonna go check out Twitter after this.
1: Okay. <laughs> cool. So just to wrap things up then,
0: where can we find you and, and what are the exciting stuff that you're working on? If people would like to get get more involved in your your PR for anyone.
1: Okay, yeah, so it's it's www.prforanyone.com. We have an awesome free video library. I've so far I have interviewed 22 people in the media, television producers, you know, news anchors, national newspaper reporters, asking them all specific questions on specific topics with related to getting media exposure.
0: Yeah, I just listened to one today actually on writing press releases and it was really useful. So, I can definitely support that resource.
1: Great. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's completely free. You just have to sign up, and then my book just came out. PR for anyone: a um, hundred plus affordable ways to easily create buzz for your business. It's just a book full of easy, actionable tips to start, you know, generating your own publicity. Awesome. And is that available on Amazon? kindle version is on amazon right now and you can buy the hard copy off the website
0: excellent because i'm here in the uk so i'll have to just check that we can
1: get that here too but that sounds great i'll get a copy okay great well thanks so much christina
0: it's been great talking to you
1: great thanks amanda you take a lot of
0: notes during that episode, is your brain kind of bursting with ideas on how you can get more publicity for your business? I really enjoyed talking to Christina because I think it's so easy for us to get stuck in our day-to-day work. And forget that we actually need to be publicizing and promoting and really putting out what we're doing so that more people can see the work we're doing in the world. Because ultimately, that's how we're going to find new clients and how our businesses are going to grow. So you can get all of the resources and links that we talked about in this episode over at the show notes, which is wellprinteronline.com slash 13. Also, if you haven't already subscribed in iTunes or in Stitcher, that's the easiest way to hear every episode automatically as it's released. It's just downloaded to your device. I'd really appreciate it if you'd go subscribe. And then while you're there, leave me a rating or review. And if you leave me a review, I might give you a shout out in the next episode. So thanks so much for listening and I wish you lots of success and good things this week in bringing your business out into the world in a bigger way. Thanks so much and I'll talk to you next week.